Well, hello, Anna. It's episode 201. Are you ready for this? I am excited for this one because it is what day coming up on November 11th? Well, are you missing my birthday here? Wow. That's the 10th. Oh, my But bad. the next day, as always, <laughs> is Veterans Day. And All right, Indeed, well, that's this weekend. Do you want me to sing to you on the podcast today, Eric? Mm-hmm, that's okay. I'll take a cake, though. Okay. Okay. Deal. Good. I might sing to you anyway. So, uh, in salute of Veterans Day coming up, we're going to be talking about... Uh, VFW halls, mm-hmm. uh, and similar to American Legions, it's a, VFW is a subset of the American Legion. Uh, but I had thought on as we, we've gone around the state and I've gone to different places. Almost every town in Wisconsin seems to have a VFW hall, and they're kind of unsung hero bars. Right. Well, I, it, they're kind of an interesting venue of because they have so many different things they can offer right Mm -hmm. and so i was looking up on google maps where all the vfw halls were and it's interesting because i was like oh there's like 20 we could probably do a comprehensive list and then i zoomed in and it was like (laughs) it was like pockets of like 10 in one area and 10 in another you know so i'm like okay we definitely can't do a comprehensive list so you will not be getting that today but um yeah they definitely have Various activities, and you have had an experience as of late <laughs> with one. Well, yeah, I went into uh, the one in Oconomowoc, which is a VFW 2260, and I wanted to uh, – and I've gone in there a couple of times because you know, everybody in there is nice and friendly and the beers are cheap. I mean, it's a great deal. And, you know, it's just a nice place. And I wanted to just get a little bit more you know, in researching this. I'm like, you know, are there any little nuggets of information I should ask about or – you know, anything else unique. And I walk in, it was bingo night. <laughs> Good move in the place. I am very sad you didn't play, Eric. Just had two $2 Miller lights and went on my way. Can't go wrong. I know. And technically that's research, so I'm going to deduct those. You, nice. Absolutely. Right? Put, them, put them right on your uh, expense form, Eric. Mm-hmm. No, I'm um, going to deduct them. If I expense them I, and I get reimbursed, I can't deduct them. Oh, that's true. And I don't think they'll reimburse me for two beers here. Yeah, uh, probably not, but you can always, policy, you know, but... better to ask for so forgiveness. So that's why then. next time you need to have five. <laughs> that's true. You do have to get to a certain amount of money. Yeah. You know, no, it wouldn't yeah. surprise me if that was something that they were like, definitely, absolutely, you know, mm-hmm. I think, you know, a couple beers. I think they would advocate. Maybe while we're talking about it. So maybe that makes it. Well, we'll yeah. see. Uh, I, I paid cash for those and I didn't get a receipt. So, well, then you're out of luck. <laughs> probably. <laughs> but the bottom line is VFW Hall's. They do, they, you know, they're generally bars. Sometimes they're also, I don't want to say restaurants, but they'll have an ongoing kitchen, and we'll talk about some of those. Some of them have event space that you can rent out for all kinds of different things. Yeah, I think and, that's a, a really good um, thing to note, too, because mm-hmm. that is maybe not always known, and not all of them do, but if that's a place where you can go and rent out event space, event space can get expensive. Yeah. And it's, it's it's hard to find. Yeah, and they're so they're good resources, and they're nonprofit organizations. You can help out, and some people think you know you only need to be a member of a VFW to go in one of those places and right. stuff. And you don't. They're open to the community, and they usually have great deals on drinks, and it's usually a very friendly environment. And you don't you don't have to talk to a bunch of others if you don't want to, but if you do, there's conversations to be had. So we just kind of wanted to use this episode to open the VFW hall idea up in your mind as you're traveling around the state, they can be really good places to stop into. And we have a guest today to help us with that. We do. And so today we are going to learn a little bit about what VFWs are or what VFW halls are for people who don't know, and then how you can enjoy them or, Mm -hmm. you know, just get involved in 
either a local one or check some out throughout the state of Wisconsin. So we have a pretty fun guest coming on today, and we are going to learn about all things Wisconsin VFW halls. Indeed, but first... The Cabin is brought to you by the Wisconsin Counties Association, and this week we're featuring Crawford County, one of the two originals in the state. We just, at one point, just had Crawford County and Brown County. Oh, yeah. It was an east-west, almost like a rap battle. But <laughs> Crawford County uh, was the western side of the Wisconsin Territory. Oh. Actually, it was the western side of that part of Michigan Territory. It's so old, the Michigan Territorial Legislature established Crawford County. And when Wisconsin became a territory in 1836, jurisdiction went to the territorial legislature here. And then Crawford County, through the years, has gradually been pieced away. And now it's Prairie du Chien and a bunch of area around that, along the Mississippi and Wisconsin rivers. Oh, that rivers. sounds beautiful. It's uh, about 600 square miles nowadays. Very small. In the heart of the Driftless region. Beautiful. Natural beauty everywhere you look. Population about 16,000 across the entire county. Wow. <laughs> it's about a Badger basketball game at the Cole Center mm-hmm. when it's sold out. Uh, hasn't really gone up or down by more than a thousand people one way or the other since about 1900. So steady population there. Prairie du Chien is the county seat or dog prairie, if you want to translate that from French. <laughs> Beautiful town along the Mississippi, uh, right across from Iowa and home to Fort Crawford. One of the two major forts established early in the state, actually in the territory. The other is Fort Howard over in Green Bay. So there you go. Green Bay is the oldest city in the state. Prairie du Chien is the second oldest. Wow. On and opposite sides. Yep. But because they were anchored by forts, Howard and Crawford. Mm-hmm. And actually, the War of 1812 had a battle in Prairie du Chien. And they reenact that battle every year uh, during a festival right by Villa Louis, which was a huge mansion that uh, Mr. Dousman lived in. And uh, that's on St. Ferial Island by the river in Prairie du Chien. Uh, I did get to take part in that reenactment one year for Discover Wisconsin. <laughs> you did? Cannons are loud. I can imagine. I was dressed up as a red coat, <laughs> big old hat and everything. <laughs> took part. <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you host a show, you, you get involved. I guess you have to. So, uh, and knowing you, Eric, you really get involved. I know. And I'm like, these are blanks, right? So, yeah, it's crazy. But uh, so there's a lot of fun festivals there. Uh, it's also a recreation paradise. You know, you have the rivers, the Mississippi, the Wisconsin, and the Kickapoo River. The southern end of it is in Crawford County. So great water recreation, beautiful topography for hiking, bike rides, road trips, hunting, fishing, stream fishing in particular. Audio Dave would love that. He would. Yes. And it's funny because Prairie du Chien is the only city. In Crawford County, there's villages like Eastman, Gaze Mills, which is a huge area for apple production. They have a big apple festival every fall. Ferryville and Lakesville are right along the Mississippi on the beautiful Highway 35 Great River Road. Then there's Mount Sterling, Soldiers Grove, uh, Steuben, and I don't know if it's pronounced Wazika or Wazika. I tend to go Wazika. Kind of like Wazika. But if you want Wazika, we can do that too. It's along Highway 60. Uh, along part of that uh, coastal byway along the Wisconsin River. So uh, if you want a road trip, that's a great place to do it. Highways 27, 131, the aforementioned 60, Great River Road, all kinds of great ones. And there's little tiny roads with names like Hollow in them. Oh. And you know there's a lot of nooks and crannies to Mm. enjoy. So check it out in Crawford County. All right, so we've talked about Crawford County. Now let's talk about all the counties and the VFW posts and halls within them. Time for our campfire conversation. Ah, nice roaring fire. It's kind of the time of year for it. 
It is definitely the time of year for campfires, but today we are talking about VFW halls, VFW posts, all things VFW throughout the state of Wisconsin, and we have a fantastic guest on with us today, Eric. Isn't that correct? Yes, indeed. We have Adam Wallace, and he is going to talk all things VFW with us. He is the state adjutant for the VFWs in Wisconsin. Adam, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so can you just explain your role a little bit and how you're involved in Wisconsin VFWs? Yeah, so uh, my position and my title is state adjutant. Uh, Best way to think about that from more of a civilian uh, mindset is kind of chief operations officer Okay. uh, for all the administrative side. Um, Basically, uh, we have a state quarter. We have three people who work full time at the state headquarters. We have myself. We have the state quartermaster or treasurer or CFO. And then we also have an assistant of both of our positions. And so if it's financial or money, Tom, our state quartermaster, handles that. And I get to wear every other hat. So, wow, you got a big job. Yes, <laughs> That's PR, a lot of work. PR, communications, administrative processing, you name it. Yeah. How long have you been doing that? I've been in my role now for just over a year. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because I never hear that title anywhere else. It's a very militaristic uh, holdover. Uh, you know, the VFW itself as a national organization is just about 125 years old. Mm-hmm. Mm. And us as a state, we're just over 100 years old. Wow. And so adjutant you know, is kind of a holdover as like the commander's like uh, assist, personal assistant, uh, but it's just kind of a holdover title. Sounds like agitator. I can be. So I've been called sometimes. an irritant. So. <laughs> you know, but that might be a good name. <laughs> Adjutant's a better Maybe title. for the both yeah. of us. <laughs> um, well, that's really interesting. So uh, as an adjutant, you're kind of that administrative role. Yes. Uh, so you have learned over the past year, a lot about VFW halls and posts. Oh, yeah. And what is the difference between a post and a hall? So uh, a VFW post is a chartered entity, uh, binational, and through us as a state. And so uh, to be a VFW post, you have to have a minimum of a certain amount of members, mm-hmm. uh, which is typically, uh, it's 20, 20 off the top of my head, or 15 or 20 members to start a post. And so those posts can then purchase or rent a hall or building. And so a lot of people associate just the VFW as that hall or that bar. And uh, surprisingly, there's hundreds of posts in the state of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of them meet out of community centers, libraries, police stations. Oh, um, so it's kind of the organization yes. versus the actual brick and mortar building yes and it can be interchangeable like hey i'm going down to the post sure if you have a building means that but in reference to a post it doesn't necessarily mean they have a building or hall absolutely and you mentioned that it was it's you know been around in wisconsin for over 100 years yes so what is a little bit of the history of vfw halls uh and posts throughout wisconsin or and the country i mean see it's it's interesting because vfw posts they all have their number yes uh, like in Oconomowoc, it's 2260 and stuff like that. And that's mm-hmm. a national number, right? Yes. And I don't know if that's in order of when they were established or how that works. But, I mean, there's obviously thousands, maybe tens of thousands in the country. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Nash, or I should say worldwide, we're just under 6,000 posts. Okay. Wow. And so, uh, in the state of Wisconsin, um, and also I guess I, I should note that folks don't maybe necessarily know we have 52 
what they call departments or states. So there's the 50 states, and then there's the Department of Europe and Department of Pacific Areas. Hmm. Okay. So we have posts all over the world. Uh, in the state of Wisconsin specifically, uh, we started, uh, our first post was actually chartered in January of 1920, and that's the Stoughton Post, Post 328. Hmm. Nearby. Yeah. And that's actually, it happens to be my post that I belong to as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that's commonly referred to as the Mother Post. <laughs> I love that. And so there is actually a little bit of tidbit of a little bit of beef uh, that you might not be aware of, so... If you look in the state of Wisconsin, there's actually a post numbered 305, and that's in Eau Claire. Mm -hmm. uh, but they actually were chartered a year after. So their paperwork got into national back in the 20s that reserved their number, but their paperwork wasn't completed until about a year after Stoughton's. Wow. that's So what number is Stoughton? Stoughton 328. Three, 328. 328. And, and Eau, Claire's Eau Claire's 305. 305. So. <laughs> Interesting. And... Uh, and yeah. the rivalries begin. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun rivalry, rivalry uh, definitely. Um, but I, I, we have in the state of Wisconsin, or just to put the bookend on it, our most recent post was actually stood up uh, in 1996 in Amherst. Hmm. Uh, and so we have right now uh, 232 posts hmm. in the state of Wisconsin. Well, it's funny because there is a website where you list them all. And that's where you get the sense of just how many there are. It seems like there's one in pretty much every town. And some cities have multiples. Oh, yeah. You talked to us uh, prior to our recording here. Madison has three. Milwaukee has quite a few. Yeah, Milwaukee has uh, roughly 10 mm -hmm. off the top of my head. Uh, and I've been to the Bayview one. Mm -hmm. It's a good one. Yes. So uh, there's also there's VFW, Post and Halls, and then there's American Legion. Mm -hmm. And w they're not quite the same, although there's a lot of crossbreeding if you will uh how how would you describe the, the difference between the two because we're not we're focused on vfw but you know we'll bring american legion in too i yeah. mean they're, they're similar in terms of mission and things but the membership's different and the histories are different yeah and i'm a proud member of the legion myself mm. and so uh american legion vfw the biggest difference is uh the american legion with a little bit of nuance of rule changes but effectively any veteran who served uh, can join the American Legion. Uh, VFW, which if your listeners don't know, stands for Veterans of Foreign Wars. Yeah, we probably should have specified that. <laughs> we should have. And I didn't even know that before doing some of this research. And I was like, man, I'm surprised I've never even asked myself what that stands for before. Yes. But that was interesting to learn. So, yeah, the Veterans of Foreign Wars, as the name says, Veterans of Foreign Wars. So mm -hmm. VFW members have to have been, you know, boots on ground, you know, involved in a direct conflict, which there's... A lot more conflicts and eligibilities than you might think or know about because uh, mm. not every war or conflict is a major, uh, you know, time period. And there's Armed Forces Expeditionary Medals that get sent for, you know, minor 14 to 20 day conflicts sure. like Grenada. I was just going to ask about Grenada because that was what, 83? Something like that? Uh, and that was, me there, but yeah. Sometime. I, and, you know, then you have World War Two and right. Vietnam and yeah. Korea and it all of those. It gets highlighted so. in the media. Yeah. And also so. Korea is interesting, too, because Korea, any veteran who served in Korea for at least 30 days consecutively or 60 non-consecutive days since the armistice, since mm. the end of mm. the war, mm -hmm. are is actually eligible because the war isn't over. 
it's they've been in conflict. Yeah, it continued. I think technically it stopped in 2018 according to a treaty, right? But yeah, it's still open eligibility. Never. Yeah, yeah. but the eligibility is still there. And yeah, it was still. It's always been percolating since uh, what 1953 was the end of the. Yeah, active the, operations but yeah it's correct. continued since so and and people are posted all around the world still yes in so many ways so it, it's and there's the thing is when i've gone into vfw posts and uh, my friends and i have started doing that partially uh, the one in greenfield wisconsin okay uh, which was i think it's an american legion and a vfw or at least it was at the time and that's pretty common to see yeah uh, them get together because just to maintain a building mm-hmm. and usually a bar operation, if they have a building, is difficult for one group to yeah. do. Yeah. And, and it's so, a nonprofit. Correct. Yeah. And so sometimes they partner up with bar owners who are four. Yeah. And uh, w- the place was called Ray and Dots. Ringing Dots? So, Ray and oh, Dots. Ray and, Dots. <laughs> and it's on Grange Avenue okay. near Southridge in the Milwaukee hmm. area. And we used to go, the Blatt's taps were 90 cents back then. <laughs> this was a while ago. But, I mean, darts and pool and fun. But, you know, and then during the day, there's a lot of veterans are in there. And they're they're swapping stories and just hanging out and playing games and stuff like that. We're like, this is a really cool place. And you'll yeah. find that with a lot of our posts. Mm-hmm. It's just a... And really cool place. Yeah. How does it work for the community to get involved? Can they? Can anybody go to a post? Do you have to be in or a hall? I should say. But can anybody go, or does, do you have to be a VFW? Are there certain days that it's open to the community? Or so with as standardized as the VFW is, not every post is the same. Sure. Uh, it's not as common uh, from my travels in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, and in the Midwest to see clo- what they call closed posts, mm. where it's a members-only type uh, mm-hmm. bar. Uh, but sometimes they can, as long as they're within you know the local ordinances and everything. But most uh, VFW posts or halls or bars with the physical buildings are actually open to the public. Huh. Like my post in Stoughton, we actually had to have part of our sign amended you know, public welcome mm-hmm. because people just have the assumption that, oh, I'm not a veteran. I can't go in there. That's what I've assumed. Well, I've... and that's one of the reasons we were doing this as a topic today. We want to let people know about that. And a lot of times you will see public welcome on the on the sign, but people don't always know that. Yeah. If you, if you don't see public welcome, give it a shot. Yeah. Go in. What's, yeah. What's the worst that can <laughs> that's happen? That's some good advice. Yeah, right? They, they probably will like you and let you yeah. stay maybe. Well, mm-hmm. I shouldn't say that. This I have no idea. turns into Roadhouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you never know. <laughs> how does one start a post? Uh, well, uh, funny you mentioned that. There's actually an active uh, effort right now by mm-hmm. one of our members in the Stevens Point area uh, to stand up a new post. So that's um, funny because Amherst is the most recent one, you said, from 96, and that's kind of the Stevens Point area. Yeah. Right by Central Waters Brewing. Which was a while ago, though. Yes. Yeah. So, That's true. It's longer ago than I realized. <laughs> yeah. What is that? 27 years? Yeah. You were what? I, what, what was you it? 1986? I was three. Yeah. Three years old. I was out of college. <laughs> I wasn't much older. I was only seven. <laughs> yeah, oh, my see, God. Go. <laughs> we're really dating each other now, folks. Yep. <laughs> I should just yell at you guys to get off my lawn, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> 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 loud. Too good. But to start, yeah, to start a post, you have to have a certain number of new, non, already not members. You have to have brand new members. Plus, you can have a certain amount of transfers. And that's another question. You can only be a member of one VFW post? Uh, yes. Okay. You can only belong to oh, okay. one post at a time. Okay. But you can be a part of a post, a VFW post, and an American Legion. 
Oh yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And I'm, you know, I'm a member of multiple VSOs to include the DAV, Disabled American Veterans, as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so we always encourage cross membership. But uh, yeah, there, there's it's it's finding a group of veterans in a space or area that isn't represented with a VFW is how you start one. Um, okay. But so this is in or just around Stevens Point. It would be Stevens Point proper if it when it gets stood okay, up. and yeah. they don't have one already, or would this be a there second w- one? There was, testing my historical knowledge of the, <laughs> I believe there was one at some point, but it had shut down. Okay, and that's one thing too. <clears throat> with Wisconsin, we have two hundred thirty-five posts or two hundred thirty-two. Uh, you know, the number kind of varies sometimes if one shutting down. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have twenty-four thousand members. And the state of California has almost double, if not double, our membership numbers, and they only have about 30 more posts than us. Oh, wow. So comparatively hmm. to our size, we have a lot of posts. Yeah. And it's a lot of small rural posts. We after... all, Wisconsin all punches its weight on so many yes. things like that, though. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> and, you know, because it's just after World War One and World War II, uh, specifically is when you, mm-hmm. World War Two post-World War Two is when you've seen the largest boom. But... All these uh, guys, mostly guys at that time, the whole town's going, basically. Everybody and their brother literally is going overseas. And so almost every little four cross-street stop sign town had a VFW post. So we're actually kind of of rolling them in a little bit. Um, You know, you're starting to see some posts kind of age out a little bit. And it just changes with the demographics of where people want to live. And I guess that would naturally, yeah, cause an ebb and flow in the number of halls. Well, Mm -hmm. and it is interesting, too, to think about, you know, during World War II when so many people were going overseas or, you know, um, going into the military. Even if you you yourself were not going, you knew somebody. Oh, yeah. And it's not that people don't know somebody, but it's, it's... not impossible to find somebody who doesn't have anybody that they know. And that I think would have almost been impossible during that time. Yes. So everybody was just aware. And I think Mm -hmm. it was probably, you know, they, they popped up as these kind of like hubs for people. Oh yeah. And they still are uh, just, and that's a great thing is the generational pass down. Mm -hmm. You know, I've count, I, I count many Vietnam veterans as my personal friends and I've had the pleasure uh, to befriend and know uh, a good handful of World War II veterans personally. Absolutely. And that experience, I wouldn't trade away. Yeah. And... <clears throat> Man, that can be really mind-opening, I'm well, sure. Well, and, and kind of related to that, I was I was telling Anna at the very beginning before you came in, um, I went into the Oconomowoc VFW, which is the one I live closest to. Yeah. Uh, and I'd been there before. You know, you stop in, you have a beer or two, like 4.35 in the afternoon. You can have some good conversations with people. Jeopardy's on the TV. The beers are like a buck <laughs> fifty, two dollars Oh, yeah. Sounds like a good time. <laughs> I went in, uh, I happened to go in during bingo night. So I couldn't get a word in edgewise very easily. It was a very busy night there. Bingo is a very popular thing. For at, many posts. At VFW posts. Yep. But I did uh, talk a little bit with uh, one of the guys who I'd seen in there before. He recognized mm. me from, mm. from earlier times stopping in there. And he was uh, telling me, he and the bartender were telling me about how they had just raised a bunch of money for honor flights. Yeah. And when you mentioned World War II and veterans and Korea veterans, and now Vietnam more so, um, that's one of the things that they do a lot because there's a lot of fundraising efforts for things like that. And the honor flights are a big piece of that. Yes. And I, funny you mentioned honor flights. Uh, just last Saturday I was at the Badger honor flight return. Um, our 
Stoughton's uh, American Legion commander, who's also a VFW member, Mike Curry, was coming back on his flight. So a few members of our VFW post went out there huh. to support him and welcome him home in the ceremony. And if anybody listening has never been to an honor flight, welcome home. Oh, they're cool. Go. So can you go. explain what an honor flight is, Adam? Yeah, so an honor flight is a flight... And I'll speak more from the Badger honor flight, and most of them are similar to where it's a very early morning, usually like four or something in the morning. That's a single day deal, there. isn't it? Yeah, it's a one day, four in the morning ish. They get to the airport, they fly out to DC, hit like mm. almost all of like the real highlight monuments and memorials, mm, yeah. and then they end up coming back. And uh, this past Saturday, I think they by the time they hit the escalators, like maybe nine forty five in the evening. And, um, so in the morning they have a send off. I haven't been to the send off and I'm yeah, not those quite, are early, not quite a morning person, <laughs> but the welcome home is actually really, it's just, it, you have people lined up, mm-hmm. uh, across the aisles. These veterans are coming in and, and especially now, uh, the Vietnam veterans getting that cheer and applause uh, is very special. Yeah, most did not get that the first time back, mm. and it's yeah they deserve that. Yes, and uh, it's I've never been to the one uh, like at Madison's Airport, but I've been to the ones at Mitchell Field. Okay, in Milwaukee, and those are uh, yeah they're just huge, and that's a generational thing too. You see parents and they bring their kids, and yes. and it's pretty wild to see. And some of those guys are in their nineties. Yeah, yeah, I think. Uh... I don't know if there's any World War II vets on the flight that I just see done the welcome home, but there was, I think, at least four Korean War mm-hmm. veterans who are, you know, they're in their late getting, 80s, yeah, if not early 90s. How so, many people usually go on a flight, an honor uh, flight at once? I can't speak to that, but it's, I mean, they fill the flight. It's, sure. It's a veteran, and then they have a companion, okay. or a, I forget the term that they might call them, but, you know, somebody to go with them. Mm-hmm. It's chaperone, but they're chap- not a chaperone, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> And so, yeah, I mean, they fill, they charter out like a full like wow. airplane. And how many times do they do this a year? I know Badger does it. I think they run roughly once a month from May to November or April to November. That's pretty often. And then there's there's Central Wisconsin. There's the Milwaukee Stars and Stripes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the Green Bay Area one, and then Badger. And I. Could be missing one. Yeah. But those are the ones off the top. And of imagine, head. like in western Wisconsin, some of the VFWs, they might have ones that go out of Minneapolis, St. Paul, and very stuff possible, like that, yeah. right? So, right. I would definitely love to go to a welcome home. It's emotional. It's oh, very nice. cool. Yeah, I can imagine. And if you have any doubts that patriotism is still alive in America, yeah. go oh, to yeah. one of those. It's, I can imagine. It's yeah, refreshing, if anything, too. Yeah. So you mentioned um, some of the. Some of the things that VFWs provide, such as, you know, a bar, we've got bingo going on. What other services does the VFW provide? Well, one of the other major components of being a VFW post is community service. And that's getting outside your four walls and getting out there and engaging with the community and serving. Mm -hmm. Um, Because especially in my generation of veterans, we're not really looking for that bar scene all the time. Uh, We enjoy it. And we enjoy the camaraderie with each other and all generations of veterans. But 
a big portion of that is the community service. And well, and it's a social thing as much as it's a bar thing, right? I mean, it's people sharing yes. stories and oh, yeah. checking in with each other and seeing how things are going. And a lot of times people, a lot of them have, a, like, I don't want to say a restaurant, but they'll have like a kitchen in there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're always offering up foods, you know, pizzas, appetizers, and things like that. And sometimes it's a kitchen. Like in Oconomowoc, they have one. And if you want to go in there and make something, or if there's a caterer there, they have a kitchen facility. Yeah. Uh, but that's what they'll host events and things like that and fundraisers. But you're talking about getting out in the community. Yes. Uh, and that's, you know, and, and just to touch on the, the camaraderie part, like the fraternal side of our organization is a huge pillar. You know, we want to be a place for all veterans to be able to get together, feel comfortable and, and share those that common bond of service. And another way to do that is to do that together outside and to try and list every type of community service that every post in Wisconsin <laughs> does. I could, That's big. It would be a very long yeah. list. But, I mean, anything from building memorials or monuments um you know, I, I believe up in the Spooner area, there was recently oh, a, yeah. a replica, a smaller size replica of the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Yeah, oh, I think that's right off uh, 53 if you're on the expressway just east of Spooner. Okay. It's, there's an exit right there. Yeah. And that northern part, and I'm originally from Illinois, so still a little bit Wisconsin yeah. illiterate. So, <laughs> but, Well, yeah. and there, there's other things like the high ground in Nielsville, yes. which is a very popular. Uh, there's a lot of memorials there. Uh, the Korean Veterans Memorial is in Plover. Yes. yes just off of uh, US 51 yep. and, and I-39. Uh, so there's a lot of those around the state. And I'm, I assume, yeah, there's a lot of tie-ins with the VFW halls with those. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's anything from you know, financially or otherwise supporting other local uh, nonprofits in the area. Like at my post in Stoughton, we partner with, you know, some of the school fundraising efforts and Mm. uh, some of just the general community resources. Uh, VFWs want to be a part of the community and serve and give back, not just to veterans, but Mm -hmm. although that's our main mission is serving veterans, but serving our community is a huge part of that as well. Yeah. And on that note, education is a big piece too, and kind of educating the community, not only about VFW specifically, but just about, you know, veterans, um, where people have been, what, you know, veterans have gone through maybe, but also just in terms of, I don't know, maybe recruitment or anything like that. How does that play a role in, how does the education piece play a role in VFW halls and posts? Yeah. So, uh, Great time of year to talk about this, too. Uh, You know, promoting Americanism and patriotism is also one of our uh, big goals in the VFW. And so right now, uh, or uh, at the end of October is when um, our national essay contest, Voice Democracy, Patriots Pen, and also our Teacher of the Year contest uh, is starting. Mm. Um, And so, you know, VFW has a very long history of tying in with just education um, actually November is uh, veterans in the classroom month for the VFW to go in and huh. educate anything from, you know, flag history, uh, you know, and, and grade and age appropriate type uh, activities with the children there. So. Yeah, absolutely. And Veterans Day coming up, of course, on the 11th. Yes. Uh, worth noting then as a little side note, and I know we've noted, noted this on the podcast before, but Flag Day which is June 14th, the flag uh, flag day was invented in Wisconsin. Yes. Oh, it was. Wabaka. Yes. Wabika. However they pronounce it, I'm not sure. Huh. I think it's Wabaka. Wabaka. That makes sense. I, and and I, I've, you know, my, my Wisconsin name uh, 
pronunciation. Oh, it's are. it's a ramp up. It really <laughs> is. Try, try being from Oconomowoc. Well, I've learned right? Oconomowoc. You know, that's one I can check off the list. <laughs> so uh, when you're in Wabaka, they have a Flag Day uh, parade every year on the. I think this, usually the Saturday before the actual Flag Day. Yeah, the but VFW a, is a big participant in that. Mm-hmm. Um, we usually have our state honor guard out there. Uh, usually the com- like that's typically that's the Sunday immediately following our state commander's election. Mm. And so that's one of the first functions that our state commander participates in is flag day. Very cool. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And they have the, the center for, I think it's titled center for Americanism or something like that. Yes. Uh, it's, it's kind of a mini museum mm-hmm. where every version of the U S flag, cause every time a state came in, they had to change the flag, but every right. version, I think there's 27 from the original when we had 13 states to now where we have 50. Yeah. Um, every, every flag version is, is posted there. And I know there's a lot of VFW ties there. I don't know if there's a post right nearby, but the nearest post to it would certainly have a yeah, lot to do with it. Yeah, there's a post near it, if not in. Okay. Fredonia, maybe something like that. I should have looked. <laughs> so we've talked about VFW halls and you can rent them out, but what other kinds of event space does the VFW offer, if any? It's, uh, the standard or typical setup is usually a bar with a hall. Uh, there's a lot of variations or some variations uh, that I can think of. Uh, you have, there's up in Merrill, it's called the Northwoods Post. It's actually mm-hmm. a shared post between, I think, seven nonprofits. Huh. Uh, but it's, oh, that's a yeah. A lot of sharing there. <laughs> yes, lots of sharing. And so it's it's uh, all-inclusive, and they have a huge space up there. Uh, you know, um, New Richmond, uh, Post 10818 is... Uh, See, he knows all these numbers. I know. This hurts. is amazing. <laughs> I, some of them. I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty quick study. But yeah. uh, uh, New Richmond, they, they're building, like, a, basically, effectively, a community center. Mm. It won't be bar space at all. Wow. Um, so it's just more of a community center. So there's a lot of variations, but I guess the standard template is usually a bar with hall rental. And usually the, the prices are good for the drinks. And, and yeah. the, the prices for the hall rentals are pretty pretty uh, cost effective. Mm-hmm. So it's always When I was a good telling place. Eric that event space is really not necessarily hard to come by, but, you know, for a reasonable price, it's mm-hmm. pretty difficult to come by these days. People are looking for event space. Yeah. Like crazy. And the facilities to, to be able to provide the food and the beverages yes. and things like that. Mm-hmm. Quick aside, there is a uh, VFW post in Fredonia. Okay. Uh, yes. 7037 is its number, and its post name is the Wabaka Flag Day post. Yes. Huh. And they're, oh boy, maybe a mile and a half. I'm looking on the Google map here from the actual like little downtown area where they have the parade and yeah everything. So, yeah, it is close, and it is Wabaka's own. So. The Google map Interesting. thing yeah. is right. insane because I it's know just, you look at the Google map of VFW posts and you pins zoom everywhere in, you it's look. Just, the whole thing is red. It's there's there's also cool. a, a neat tool on our national website vfw.org. Uh, when you go to vfw.org up on the top right, you'll see find a post, mm-hmm. and that shows every post whether they have a building or not. That's wow. how you find. That's how you find those other because we have roughly there's only about seventy five posts that actually own physical property and have some effect of a bar okay um and so yeah you can find those almost other 200 posts there that's well, incredible i've been finding a lot of vfw posts with a bar in them sometimes they partner <laughs> with other businesses i talked about ray and dots in greendale uh there's a really good vfw post in port washington yes i, I know of the post it's yeah. right across from the lake and that's where inventors brew pub 
is mm. right now. They got their start there. They've grown in there. Now they're about to move into their own facility, maybe two blocks south. It's mm-hmm. going to be big and beautiful. Uh, but they they were able to, I, they probably rented space from the VFW. I don't know how the arrangement is, but I see that as a really good mutual relationship oh, yeah. that oh, allowed yeah. them to kind of start a business. In yeah. There. Yeah. I, stuff. Yeah. It's a, it's a huge help too, because the post wants to still maintain that potential revenue stream but Mm. especially you know if a post is getting smaller in members i mean running a business a bar business or kit you know bar and uh, grill type situation is very resource draining oh yeah right and so that's a it's a good alternative also to rent that space out to a third party Mm -hmm. yeah well as a non-profit any sources of revenue you can get yeah are uh, yeah every every dollar uh (laughs) helps and every hour contributed by whether it's volunteers or whatever, uh, that's the biggest things is, uh, you know, monetary contributions and volunteerism with mm. us. Mm-hmm. So. And yeah, you'll find them everywhere in the state too. I mean, Superior? Yes. Uh, no. In the Northwest corner or close I, to it? Or is that an American? Superior's VFW closed, I believe, two or three years ago. Oh, did it? It's still on the map here. But contact okay. Google. But Bayfield and Ashland, yes, uh, yep. have them, and uh, I have a feeling there'll, there'll be another one in Superior sometime soon. We it's hope a sizable so. town. Yeah, it's just uh, you know we we of had they a, can go to the Duluth one too across the and and that could have <laughs> been part of uh, I wasn't involved in that closure. Um, and I've I've been on the na- or I'm sorry, been on our state council now. This is my fifth year. Mm-hmm. I was a volunteer. You know, judge advocate uh, was my position title prior to this um but sometimes you get posts even with 100 150 members and nobody wants to to take the reins and if nobody wants to lead you can't continue that's true and it can yeah, be difficult that's tricky yeah. uh there's is the one in barnes still there that's in the middle of nowhere i don't know off the top of my head it's kind of close <laughs> to delta diner but yeah you have ashland and mellon and minong and hayward and things like that so yeah florence county has their own post yeah at door think... county up to ellison bay they have a post yep. that's incredible that's far up the peninsula there yeah, yeah it we, is. i mean there's just about every major city or county uh you know there, there's a post somewhere near you mm-hmm. yeah well even i mentioned poor washington they have two mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's a city of you know ten thousand. yeah so, yeah, it's uh, this this map really is handy. So if you you know if you're on a road trip and you want a you know friendly bar to stop in Pop with in. reasonable prices, uh, VFW posts and halls are really good choices to check out. And it's it's a fun kind of uh, uh, rustic environment mm-hmm. typically. Oh yeah, um, none of them are slick with DJs in the window, <laughs> you know. Except Northwoods but, Post. They're with them being brand new. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they're kind yeah, of... Uh, they built a, a quite a sizable facility, mm-hmm. but they still have that rustic touch still. <laughs> yeah. Well, you better if you're called Northwoods. Yes. <laughs> so, and then they have like some, some VFW posts and, and halls are also known for fabulous fish fries. Yes. Uh, my post 328 Stoughton has is, is got a pretty good one, so... Got to get to that one. That one's like, <laughs> what, 10 minutes from my house? Not even, probably. Yeah, Stoughton's really close. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned, Adam, too, that the community, it's really helpful when the community gets involved, mm-hmm. either resource-wise or, you know, if they can donate or maybe even donate time. How does somebody, what what kind of activities can the community get involved with the VFW in? Yeah, so for community support, um, one thing we haven't touched on is we the VFW has an auxiliary. Mm, mm-hmm. It used to be known, or some people might think of it as the ladies' auxiliary, mm. but several years ago it's actually uh, combined. 
because obviously female uh, females serve in our military and have male spouses, mm-hmm. and so they are eligible to join the auxiliary. And so if you want to formally be involved, if you have a family member who was or is in the VFW or has since passed and would have been eligible for the VFW, you can formally join with an auxiliary and formally huh. be involved and volunteer. Um, so otherwise, you know, you can contact your local post, find if you're, if you're wanting to volunteer or help, uh, posts are very active and busy and have many, many activities. Yeah. And um, can people in the community volunteer with the VFWs when they go out and do their volunteer work? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's good can. to know. Yeah. yeah. Being a member is different, but I mean, you can join them for so many different things. Yeah. Great, well, yeah. and what a great, like you were saying, you know, you have friends that are, you know, maybe even in their 90s or 80s that are have been a veteran. And just to hear their stories, I'm sure, is just yeah. really incredible and just such a, a, I think, really important perspective to have. It is. That shared knowledge, especially organizationally, internally to the VFW, but just in general to connect with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, generations above you is is incredibly important. Mm-hmm. The guy I talked with earlier in the week when I, when I went in there, he was telling me how it, his dad had served. And then at 18, he said, yeah. you know what? I'm shipping out. He said, and I saw 62 countries, 60 of which yeah. I've had beers in, <laughs> and just told me all of these things and how long. And, yeah. and it was nice because he told me a good story, but he didn't go on and on and on because yeah. he's like, I like to keep these short but interesting. I'm like, you did. Thank you. That yeah. was great. Well, and it's really cool when you find somebody who has an incredible memory. Mm-hmm. I know a couple of people where their stories, it's just like, I mean, they'll go down to what they were wearing that day. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's like almost like listening to an audio book or something. It's oh, just yeah. a, or a podcast and, or a podcast. <laughs> there you go. There you have it. Um, but yeah, just incredible stories that they, they have to share. So it's a pretty great opportunity if you can get involved somehow, whether it's, you know, volunteering with them or. Yeah. And, and the formal, like, especially for veterans who are eligible for the VFW, if you're not in or eligible to join our auxiliary. It's very important. Uh, the biggest thing is for legislative advocacy. The more members that we have on our roles, the bigger our voices when our commanders engage with the legislature, the governor, or our national commanders testifying in front of Congress. Every member counts when it comes yeah. to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and then can you just provide some examples of maybe, I don't know, maybe this is irrelevant, but larger VFW posts in Wisconsin are there and doesn't need to be in terms of, you know, actual size, but maybe just ones that are. Yeah, we have. Uh, destination worthy, so to speak. I don't know. Well, uh, okay. Um, so I, Eau Claire, uh, Josh O was telling us about Eau Claire. They just the VFW finished a, post there. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Eau Claire, well, actually Eau Claire has two. Uh, I've actually been to post 7232, uh, which is the newer, so to speak, post in Eau Claire. But 305, the original Eau Claire post, just did a renovation. <laughs> the one that makes everybody in Stoughton raise their wow. eyebrow. <laughs> You're talking about it, even though it's... <laughs> but yeah, they just did a renovation. Uh, they have, a, you know, both those Eau Claire posts are, are large, you know, great bar space, great food. Yeah. Um, we were up there for a conference and I was at uh, the 7232 posts and just amazing food and service and space uh that northwoods merrill post yep very large uh, again great food and drinks um let's see all three of our madison posts mm-hmm. have uh 
physical buildings have bars. They're great. Sure. I can vouch for the one in Heartland, which has, they make amazing pizzas there. I haven't, like haven't been there personally. And uh, a bunch of other great food. They have a great jukebox. Okay. <laughs> a lot of good pool tables. <laughs> it's got a, It's a very, the vibe is fun. We've gone there for that. fun so many times. It's hard times. to find a good jukebox these yes. days. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. And it, one thing I noticed looking at a bunch of these, they all also, well, I shouldn't say all, but many of them also have a name. Yes. Along with their number. And I, I would assume, and you know what happens when you assume, but that would be named after either one particularly notable veteran or somebody who had a big role or maybe a couple people had a big role in getting it started. Yeah, it's uh, that is sometimes, but a lot of the cases or a lot of the times you'll see uh, posts are named after you sometimes like killed in action. Mm-hmm. And so like the one of the bigger booms was World War One, because that's really when the VFW started getting established. Um, so yeah, a a lot of the posts have namesake and can have either two or three, you know, and it's usually a tie in with that community of somebody maybe who had served or had been killed in action or Mm. had served the VFW. Um, you know, one off the top of my head, Cleary Creck post and, uh, Portage, Mm -hmm. I believe it's two World War One veterans, uh, that that's named after. Um, but yeah. Yeah, Watertown is Bodwin, Kaler, Drager, Post, Oconomowoc is Solvison, Moose, Abramson. Uh, so when you're looking so, at that, Eric, does it say VFW dash whatever that name is? Uh, well, it's a 2260 Oconomowoc, and then the post name. Gotcha. And then it said Solvison, Moose, Abraham, Post, 2260. And most of these places have either a website and/or a Facebook page. Yeah, uh, and websites are you know some posts have better ones than others some lost some of the, the links go to and, active sites some don't yeah <laughs> yeah some of them you'll see like this probably hasn't been updated since like 2010 <laughs> uh, but social media is a is a big push uh both from nationally and, and our state commander because that's like you know whether whatever your opinions of social media are that's you have to kind of be out there to get that information and well, it's just an effective cheap free way to do it exactly a facebook page is free to do and it's an easy way to get people to to become members or find out more about you so yeah if you get a chance if you're planning on going to a particular town and you want to maybe see what they have there for a vfw post or hall you know check them out you can go to the vfw.org website has that great um google map Yes, the find a post. Yeah. And a great listing for the VFW Wisconsin. Uh, is it VFW Wisconsin? Yeah, VFWWI.org. Correct. That's our yeah. state website. And that's where you can find a listing of them all with links to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in either way, most of them have a Facebook page. So you can find out, for example, when it's bingo night. <laughs> or fish fry night. Or fish fry night. Don't go to bingo night if you're claustrophobic. Event. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> but, yeah, um, there's some great resources. It's very well done. Yeah. yeah. I have just a couple more questions. I know we're almost at time here, but... Um, Adam, what is an All-American VFW post, and do we have any in Wisconsin? Yes. Uh, so All-American is actually the highest level of national recognition a post can achieve. Mm. And its uh, biggest uh, factor is membership-based. Okay. So it's achieving 100% or more. Uh, this year the bar is 102% to show growth. So by that percentage means whatever, however many members you ended with last year, you have to make that up. Mm. Getting everybody to rejoin and if anybody passed away to replenish and continue to build. But there's, they have to participate in usually five to seven different programs and, and community service reporting and recruiting events. And so last year we had 13 posts. 
and five districts. Okay. Wow. Um, make all American, which is hmm. a huge, huge deal. Yeah. And yeah, it just and shows that they're the best, one of the best in the nation. Yeah. Is it something that's kind of ongoing? So you have to maintain that title or once you get it, then you've, you've got it. Yeah. It's, it's a yearly, it's a okay. yearly basis because the commander in chief, um, sets that the national commander sets mm. the the standard and the goals and so it it varies year by year so it's just like you know the you would be 22 23 you know all american post is sure. how they'd be titled yeah and so there's also cool to all, know we have that yeah, yeah. And there's also all state so each state commander gets to set basically similar but from a state level okay and so all state is the state level achievement and then all americans the all so it's called uh, all state, not all Wisconsin. Correct. Okay. And they're kind <laughs> of in competition. Because it sounds like insurance at that point. <laughs> yeah, all state. Um, it's kind of in competition with themselves. Each one, essentially, all the, the VFWs could be all American or all state. Theoretically, yes. Okay. Yes. Maybe but, not likely, but yeah, it's, it's just possible. a way. Yeah, it's a formal way to recognize because uh, you know where the the bigger variations come in year to year is the all state program. Mm. And uh, it just gives the post something to work and achieve towards. But it also, if you are trying to achieve All-State or All-American, you're a really active post. Yeah. And everybody, your post benefits, the community benefits. Well, 102%, that's that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you have to that's be growing. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fantastic. Either way, you're in good hands. <laughs> yeah. Last question I have is, why, in your opinion, Adam, is it important for people to know about VFW posts and... Um, why should people care about the Wisconsin VFW posts in their state? Well, I mean, the the VFW, Veterans of Foreign Wars, were the largest combat veteran service organization, both obviously in the state and nationally and worldwide. And it gives combat veterans a place to continue to serve and to continue that camaraderie and brotherhood and sisterhood. Mm. And to support that, is supporting their mission of serving veterans. And that is our number one mission is, is, you know, no one does more for veterans is basically our tagline. Mm -hmm. And if you can assist in any way, whether it's through volunteerism, monetarily supporting whatever raffles they might have or larger projects they're doing, it helps just perpetuate uh, the memory of our dead, uh, service members who've given their life and it's a way to continue that yeah that's and great. and as service members who are vfw members go to other towns if they're visiting other towns the local vfw is a good welcoming place yes mm-hmm. yes and i know that we eric had mentioned or you adam as well mentioned that you can go to facebook mm-hmm. pages of each uh, vfw post and We've got the, remind me, what was the website where they've got everything on there? And you can check out which posts are where. So that's uh, to find, the best resource to find where the post is by putting in a zip code is vfw.org. Okay. And up on the top right, you'll see find a post. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like you said, social media is a good way because, you know, posts uh, have various hours and to call in and check with them. Facebook, see their specials. Yeah, some of them are open almost all the time, and some of them yeah. are open during, like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, four thirty to seven. It all depends. Right. Yeah. Very, and it, big the variation. The website and vfwwi dot org, which is state specific. Yes. Uh, really, a great resource for all yeah. of that. Yeah, and that's also you know it's got a little more details on our posts, and it's got a lot of initiatives. Uh, you know that change year to year, like our commander special project this year with Sierra Delta. 
which is a service dog organization. And so uh, a lot of good resources. Also, I, I want to make sure I mention our unmet needs program uh, from a state level. We have a program, it's called the Unmet Needs Program, for veterans who are who need a hand up, uh, not a handout, and it helps them, you know, pay that light bill, mm. pay that rent, pay that mortgage payment. Um, and I think since the program's inception, uh, it's been around for roughly five or six years, we've given out well over a quarter million dollars of assistance. Wow. Nice. And so, uh, you know, if you... And that all is in Wisconsin. That yeah. is helping Wisconsin Statewide. veterans. Yep. That's great. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Adam. Are there any other resources or places for people to learn about it, or did we kind of cover them? Yeah, I think uh, between the website, social media, uh, that's really a good way to, to kind of learn about that, and also just engaging with your local post yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and building that relationship with the, you know, the commander or the, the leadership team. Uh, you know, if you if you're coming to offer help or assistance or collaboration, you know, get in touch with that local post. Yeah, yeah get to know the post in your own town, and if you're out and about on road trips, you know, feel free to stop in. You can always support them by grabbing a beer and a mm-hmm. snack or something. And it's always a fun time. I, I yeah. make it a point nationally when I travel to try and hit a few posts here and there. Yeah, so. very yeah. very cool. And yeah. I will uh, check the one out in Stone because it's not far from my house, and then. On my way to Minneapolis, where my parents are, I'll go stop in Eau Claire and I'll test out the There's rivalry for myself. There, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, we'll have everything in the show notes so that you guys can check out those websites. But thank you so much, Adam. Yeah, thank you for having yes, me thank on. Thank you, really Adam. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Great conversation. Thank you. And the cabin is brought to you by Ho Chunk Gaming in Wisconsin, where you can experience the difference. Come get away and experience gaming in a whole new way. Ho-Chunk Gaming offers a range of adventure and entertainment by offering gaming excitement and relaxing accommodations, of course, all in one place. Could be discovering your favorite slot machine, doubling down on those tables, or rolling your luck with a throw of the dice. This will be the getaway you've been searching for. And while you're there, sign up and become a free member of the Rewards Club and receive our special members-only discounts, promotions, and so much more. Ho-Chunk Gaming, they say, where the grown-ups play big, your grown-up getaway... Locations in Madison, Wisconsin Dells, Black River Falls, Nakusa, Toma, and Wittenberg. And don't forget, Eric, you must be... 21 to gamble. There you go. And <laughs> you got to know when to double down. 11, usually. Is that when? If so the movie Swingers taught me anything, yes. I'd, uh, let's, go, let's go to Ho-Chunk together. <laughs> That's cool by me. I'll bring a I'll bring a hundred bucks. I usually uh, spend twenty, lose it all, and then leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, it's usually you usually get good deals on other things like rooms and food and beverage and all that. The whole it's this the whole true. point is the experience. Yes, it's so. about the experience, people. Mm-hmm. And speaking of experiences, the cabin is also brought to you by Visit Washington County, where if you really want a vacation destination that has it all, you might not think of it, but look no further than Washington County, northwest of Milwaukee. It's got the breathtaking natural scenery you love including a lot of Kettle Moraine territory. (laughs) There's a lot of hills there. Fascinating historical sites, too. It's really remarkable how much history there is in that area. And there's a wealth of attractions and activities, including the stunning landscapes from Kettle Moraine State Forest with its rolling hills to that Pike Lake unit of the forest, which is a beautiful area. There's miles of hiking and biking trails, gorgeous views, and that awe-inspiring architecture of Holy Hill Basilica and National Shrine that draws hundreds of thousands of pilgrims and sightseers every year, literally from all around the world. 
Yeah, it's a gorgeous area, especially in the fall. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. right in, it's the highest point in southeastern Wisconsin, too. The views from there are fan-freaking-tastic. Want to get more laid back? There's uh, things like the West Bend Farmer's Market. That's every Saturday morning. Uh, you can visit farmers, uh, vendors, entertainers, and more. Uh, it's outside in the summer, and there's inside in the winter. And the area's history that I mentioned earlier, the old Courthouse Museum in West Bend, Richfield Historic Park, has all these beautiful old log cabins, a blacksmith shop, and a sugar shack to make maple sugar right every on. spring yeah so and there's also a deansville which is a little settlement within germantown mm. in washington county which is an early historic german settlement all kinds of cool stuff to check out there a lot of great old houses too when you're driving around i love that it's a really stuff. really beautiful place so if you're looking for outdoor adventure cultural exploration or just a relaxing getaway washington county does have something you would love probably many things so you can plan your trip at visit washington county And join us next week on the podcast for a talk with Ramsey, our famed Wisconsin bushcrafter. He'll be chatting with us about how to survive and thrive a winter bushcrafting and camping experience. He'll also provide some insight on the best winter camping spots throughout the state. If you're not into camping, it's definitely still worth a listen as you'll learn some cool survival tips and tricks and perhaps a bit about what Wisconsin winter nature has to offer. That's next week on The Cabin. And as we get ready to wind things down, a message here from the All of Us Research Program, Insulin, Penicillin, the Heart Transplant. All of these medical breakthroughs were thanks to research, research made possible with the help of volunteers. That's where you come in. The All of Us Research Program is asking for people from across the U.S. to share their unique health information, because the more data researchers have, the faster they can find the next health breakthrough. But there can be no breakthroughs without research. And there's no research without you. Details at joinallofus.org slash discoverwi. Today's episode of The Cabin was hosted and produced by Eric Paulson and me, Annalise Beckman, with special guest Adam Wallace. Audio engineering and video teasers by Elise Miller and Logan Ingram with social media by Adeline Savanak. The Cabin is a production brought to you by Discover Media Works. To learn more, head to discovermediaworks.com. And don't forget to leave a review.